Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love that voice. That's Ryan Treasure, my good friend and VP of Operations at Voice America, all of the channels. Thank you so much. This is Cool Conversations with Creatives, and my creatives have not disappointed. They're all cool. They're all smart and savvy and interesting and creative. I'm Radio Red, and they're just going to call me Red on today's show. So, I have two guests who are what I'll call triumphant creatives. They've had things in their lives and their backgrounds that were not so happy times, that were difficult times. They've been through the trenches. They've been through difficult phases of their lives. And they both found a way to use creativity in the most wonderful ways to either get out of where they were and or to help other people avoid or get out of where they are. I'm being a little obtuse here, but let me tell you a little tiny bit about my guests. I'm not going to give away everything because they are going to introduce themselves in a moment. I have a lady named Ellie from the Delhi Peterson. It rhymes. It's a cute poem. And I met her at the National Publicity Summit, the virtual one a couple months ago. She was divorced at the age of 23 and raising three kids. How would you like to try that on 80 bucks a week working in a deli? I don't think so. Her body was unhealthy. Her mind was filled with chaos. Her spirit was full of fear. Ellie had self-pity, anger, worthlessness, all those wonderful feelings we don't ever want to have. We read about them in books. We don't want to be subjecting ourselves to that kind of unhealthiness. What did she do? She used creativity. She created something called the meditative movements technique. And we're going to actually go through a couple of samples on the show today. I'm so excited. What is so big deal about these? They're simple. They're basic. I've read her workbook. They will help reduce anxiety, depression, fatigue. And if you have chronic health issues, they will help improve your emotional and functional well-being. And actually, they're just fun to do. There's some affirmations. There's a little breathing. They're so easy. Anybody could do them. And we're all going to try them together. So I'm welcoming Ellie Peterson. And our second guest is... CJ, well, her last name means red, Scarlet, but her middle name is, I'm going to say it, we don't use language on the show, the hell with that. She's the badass grandma. She wrote a book called Badass Parenting, an irreverent guide to raising safe, savvy, confident kids. And some people might be offended by the language CJ used. She comes right out of the box and she says things like they are. And we'll get into some of the highlights of the book. We're not going to talk about the dangers to young children. That's what her book is about. It's brilliantly written. We're going to talk about her creative process and how she dared to turn a really, 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 really tough, tough topic on abuse of children into something that will just capture the attention of the people who need to read it, who need the information. It's great information packaged in a way that I don't think anybody ever thought of. And she says in her book that Dr. Spock, that's Dr. Benjamin Spock, not Spock from Star Trek, 
Spock would turn over in his grave if he saw how she did this. Uh, she is a former roller skating car hop. We have to talk about that. I should have asked her to wear her costume today. A forest firefighter. I haven't met too many lady firefighters. A U.S. Marine photojournalist. And CJ is called. She's been nominated for one of the happy 100 people on the planet. We have to find out who did that poll. So today I'm calling the show The Creativity Brick Road from Mad to glad. There we are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm Red. That's what my name is today, and I'm sticking with it. And let's do a quick shout out to LLL, lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And I want her to move to London because Whitestone doesn't start with an L. So there, we're, we're taking up a Kickstarter campaign to move Laura to London. She listens every week, and she emails me after the show what she enjoyed about my guests, and she always loves my guests. Let's just quickly do, before I get my guests to introduce themselves, quickly do day of the year, couple of famous birthdays, and have I got a bunch of holidays for all of you. So everybody take notes. Today is August 3rd. Seriously? It's the 215th day of the Gregorian calendar. It's a leap year, so it's 216th day. Thank you to Gregory and his mother for naming him Greg Gregory Gregorian. We like your calendar. Here's the news. 150 days till the end of 2020. I can't wait. I don't think you can either. We just want this damn year to be over and things to be better. But as soon as your local liquor store opens, you go for the shelf with your favorite drink because you're going to want to celebrate something on New Year's Eve. Even if we're all sequestered, even if you got to sip through a mask, we're going to do it. So get to the liquor store and get something really, really fun because we're going to celebrate one way or the other. Damn it couple of famous birthdays. Anybody remember Dennis the Menace on TV when he was seven years old? Jay North. Everybody, ladies, you can join me with happy birthday to Jay North. CJ, say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jay. Ellie, say. Now, the rest of, I have Tom Brady, the football star, was born today in 77. Jay North in 51. But I found four people with interesting names. I don't know who they are, but they're all born today. We have a singer-songwriter who did pass away, but his name was Dave Cloud. I thought that was an interesting name. We have an American bassist named Lee Rocker. That's cool for a bassist. We have an English singer and guitarist named Skin. That's it, just <laughs> Skin. And we have an English motorcycle racer named Jenny Tinmouth. Ooh. And I don't know if that means she hit the dashboard and there was something metallic on it. I don't know. Now, here are the holidays. Everybody listen up. These are important. I'm going to give you the eight days of the first eight days of August. These are crazy. August 1st was International Mahjong Day, but more important, it was National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, National Girlfriends Day, National Respect for Parents Day, and National Mustard Day. So if you had raspberry cream pie and mustard, you're going to have to respect your parents because they're going to help you out. August 2nd was National Coloring Book Day and Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Okay, those work. August 3rd, that's today, National Watermelon Day, and don't be offended, it's National Grab Some Nuts Day. Let's just not even talk about that. August 4th tomorrow, National Chocolate Chip Day, Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, and Coast Guard Day. So give a chocolate chip cookie to a Coast Guard person. August 5th, Wednesday, National Underwear Day. It doesn't say whether you're supposed to wear it or not. It's Work Like a Dog Day, and it's Oyster Day. I won't even tell you what to do on that day. August 6th is going to be Thursday, National Root Beer Float Day, Fresh Breath Day, Wiggle Your Toes Day, and IPA Day. I think the root pier float and the IPA are a little conflicting there, but whatever your passion is. August 7th, Lighthouse Day, Raspberries and Cream Day, Water Balloon Day, and International Beer Day. And one more, August 8th, Global Sleep Under the Stars Night is August 8th. It's also National CBD Day. 
We'll just take a deep breath on that one. National Happiness Happens Day. Oh, there you go. That's for CJ. Happiness Happens Day. Frozen Custard Day. Dollar Day. Bowling Day. Sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day. And Garage Sale Day. And now you're all equipped to have all of the national holidays on your calendar for the first eight days of August. I'm tired of talking. Let's introduce my guest, Ellie Peterson. I'm so happy to have you here. I met you at the virtual summit. I just couldn't get over Ellie from the deli. Whatever that meant, I just wanted you on the show. Ellie, please take about two and a half minutes and introduce yourself, and then we'll have CJ talk to us about herself. Go ahead, Ellie. Awesome. Thank you, Red. Uh, You shared a little bit already about myself, and uh, excited to talk about the technique called meditative movements. It's a result you had shared that I was 23 and divorced and it is hard. I was actually a smoker too. And what I found is that in order to create change, you need to do something that is good for you and that you'd like. And we start out with a lot of different kinds of habits. And as we go through life, we learn, oh, this is fun. And yet sometimes then it gets a little difficult um, and it's challenging. And when I started combining exercise with affirmations, and you talked about the breath, then I found that I could really be centered in myself and enjoy kind of each present moment. And when I was doing that, then I was successful at quitting smoking. So that's why the technique got created. Uh, you brought us in because we are creative and it's finding exciting ways to uh, see kind of the behavior that we have and fun ways that you can change that so that you can really enjoy being here. Thank you, Ellie. I have a quick question for you before we introduce CJ and have her introduce yourself. Ellie, did you wake up one morning and say, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being under the table, behind the behind the eight ball. I'm tired of not feeling well. I'm tired of the chaos. I'm tired of the depression. I'm tired of OMG, what am I going to do with my life and for my kids? And then the light bulb went off and you said, oh, I think I'll create a meditative movement and combine affirmations with breathing. Was there an epiphany, Ellie? I'm looking for that creative spark. Where did it come from? Well, it came from You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That's how I learned about affirmations. I wanted to quit smoking. I started gaining weight, so about five pounds a month. And I knew I'd be, I didn't want to go back to smoking to lose the weight, which is very common. Mm -hmm. And so I painfully took my cigarette money and started hiring a babysitter and then would walk around the lake and actually would just cry. There was so much sadness. And a lot of what we do when we have that kind of overwhelm is that we're storing it physically in our bodies. So that's when I combined the affirmations. So it was more out of need that my mind could go to, this is stupid, (laughs) go back and start smoking. It's a lot easier. And when I, so actually I started with, I can, and I would walk and I'd say, I can, and that just felt good. Cause then I was saying, you know, repeating to myself that I can do this. And that's where our personal power is. And that's where we create changes when we really understand that when we start saying, I can't, this is, isn't going to work a whole bunch of things that then we're defeating ourselves. So the inspiration came uh, in many different ways. Thank you. And I'm looking at just one page from your book here at the end, the closing, you say, remember that you were created perfect whole and complete by staying connected to your true self. You can realize this truth every day. And that's a beautiful overarching 
meditation and affirmation. Thank you, Ellie. Uh, we're going to do some of your exercises and I know CJ's excited about that. CJ Scarlett, when I met you at the Virtual National Publicity Summit, first of all, Scarlett Red, what can I say? You had me at that. When you said badass grandma, I said, I don't think I've said that word maybe once in 15 years on radio or TV. And I said, this lady's kicking it somewhere. We got to have her on the show. So CJ, please tell us more about yourself and welcome. Red, thank you so much for having me on the show. I, as I said earlier, you are a riot and I just love your energy. <laughs> so I'm thrilled to be here. Um, I'm a danger expert, actually. I'm a criminal justice expert with 30 years experience that started when I was a child. I was molested as a child. And then when I was a teenager, I experienced a sexual assault. And I dove deep into the victim mentality and felt like everyone was, no one could be trusted. I believe that there was something inherently wrong with me that made good people do bad things. I blamed myself and I was absolutely miserable. And then in 1990, I took my power back and I became an advocate for other people who had been victimized. I started serving on the boards of rape crisis and domestic violence programs. I got into therapy for myself and started doing the healing work that was required to work through my own issues. But I had also, as a result of the post-traumatic stress that I experienced, developed lupus and scleroderma, which are autoimmune conditions. And I was sick on and off over the years. But while I was still living with my disability, I became the executive director of a child advocacy center for abused children. Then I took over as director of victims issues for the North Carolina Attorney General's office, where I helped thousands of victims of crime. But I got frustrated with dealing with crime after it happened. I wanted to do something to keep from happening at all. But then my illnesses jumped me with a vengeance and I became seriously debilitated. I could, I had to go up and down the stairs on my hands and knees. I was so sick. Mm -hmm. I couldn't turn a doorknob or hold a hairbrush. I was in constant pain. And in 2002, my doctors told me that I was going to die, that my heart was going to fail at any time. And read, I was so deeply depressed and miserable and I waited to die. And then I had the chance to meet privately with a Tibetan Buddhist Lama who kindly but sternly commanded me to stop feeling sorry for myself and start thinking about the happiness of other people. And I thought, what can I possibly do in my debilitated state? But he insisted. So I started doing daily acts of kindness, giving my cane to a woman who was struggling to walk and letting the mom with the crying baby go ahead of me in line at the grocery store, um, volunteering at the Red Cross after Hurricane Katrina, doing computer work. And I felt happier. So I did more. And the more I did, the happier I got. And what had happened is that I had become so consumed by my own suffering that I forgot that everyone's fighting a hard battle. Mm -hmm. And once I opened my heart to other people, I began to feel better. And I didn't matter anymore whether I was sick or well or even living or dying. I was content. And at that point, all within 18 months, my condition went into remission. And I feel better today than I have felt in 30 years. Yay. Wow. Wow. Let's, Ellie, let's give a little applause. By the way, to my listeners, I am on Zoom and I have the privilege and pleasure of seeing these beautiful ladies, seeing them, looking at them, appreciating them. I'm looking at their smiles and their beauty and, and how their energy is just bubbling out while they're talking. And I hope we're conveying that over the radio. CJ, keep talking, please. Okay, well, that's how I became one of the happy 100 people on the planet. Marcy Shymoff, who was a best-selling author, wrote the Mm -hmm. book Happy for No Reason and named me one of the happy 100 people on the planet. So that's where that fun little moniker comes from. But once I was feeling better, I was able to go back to work and I started writing books that protect women and children. And I felt like I had a really strong handle on self-protection, especially for women. 
and felt pretty confident about my ability to protect myself. But then I had grandchildren five years ago and the nightmare started. When I would lay awake in bed at three o'clock in the morning, I would envision every terrible thing happening to them and that murdery broken record would not stop. And I thought, I've got to do something about this, but you know, what could I, what could I possibly do to protect them? And then I thought I can help them protect themselves. So I wrote two books, actually, the uh, Badass Parenting and Heroic Parenting. So Badass Parenting is a super snarky, super sweary version of the book. And Heroic Parenting is a PG-rated version of the same material that for parents who would be offended or uncomfortable with, with all the profanity. However, while the profanity is redacted, the wisdom is not. So I published those books in June, and they became Amazon bestsellers on the first day. So I'm thrilled about that. And now I'm a parenting coach to helping parents protect their kids. CJ, you're here because creativity is part of your badass grandma middle name. The idea of taking a need, taking a mission, taking something you saw that was wrong, and there's so much wrong in the world, and saying, I can do something about it. But what I, I asked Ellie was, did she have an epiphany when that muse, when that creativity struck and said, okay, I can walk around the lake and I can have the babysitters want and get out of the house and I can work and, and I can do the I can, I can, I can affirmation and turn it into her own creative, meditative, creative movement idea. When did you wake up and say, okay, my name's CJ. My last name's Scarlett. That's kind of a cool name. I think I'll be an author. Yeah, I think I can be snarky and people will just deal with it because it's time somebody just told the truth and take the and takes the, the the fluff off. So when did you have that? I can do it and people will read it and the hell with the profanities. I'm going to put them in there. When did that come to you? That's what I want to know, CJ. The, it came to me when I was laying awake in bed in the middle of the night and I could not sleep because of those terrible visions of, of what could have possibly happen to my grandchildren. I thought I have got to do something. And it is within my power as, as an author, as a writer, to communicate to people what they need to know. And so by putting the words on paper, I give them power. And the reason I chose to write Badass Parenting as snarky and, and uh, profane and irreverent as it is, <laughs> It's because my audience is Gen X and millennial parents, and it's really hard to get their attention. And I'm dealing with such dark topics, as you pointed out earlier, that how do you get a parent to read a book about child abuse and child abduction? I mean, you can't. And so by making it light, a little more lighthearted and, and fun and interesting, um, my goal was to capture their attention and keep it so that they would actually apply what I teach them and protect their kids. Thank you, CJ. I'm, I'm so intrigued with that. I want to read a couple of snippets from parts of the intro to your book. And the book is not all about protecting kids, although 95% of it is. But CJ has some commentary. And Ellie, I'm going to read a little bit and ask CJ to comment. And then I want to get your take because, Ellie, you're a parent as well. And I think this will impact you. So let's do a little bit of a roundtable. So CJ says, yeah, the internet is great, but it also makes it appear that every other mother but you, dear reader, is a pro at whipping out over-the-top cupcake designs and drives a minivan so sparkling. It looks like it was cleaned by a serial, serial killer trying to cover a crime scene. Oh, I cringed <laughs> when I read that. CJ, this is bold. This is bold. When did the, a passage like that, you could have picked anything clean like it just came out of Mr. Clean's backyard or something, the guy with the earrings selling the stuff. Why did you decide to mix in a crime scene with a mom's clean minivan? I have to know. Go ahead. I don't know. The truth is I have a really great sense of humor, but I'm not particularly funny. 
But when I write, when I was writing this book, I found I would make myself laugh out loud writing some of the passages I wrote because I was having so much fun. It's so much, you know, like the internet shows us how, how creative people can be when yep. they express their thoughts on the internet in ways that they can't be in person. Yep. So it just, it came out of nowhere. Ellie, I want you to respond as a mom. If you had read this, would you say, I'm putting down the book, I want my money back? Or what would you say, Ellie? <laughs> yeah, I find it very enjoyable. So it, yeah, being able to just have fun and to keep people engaged. Keeping them engaged. That's the point. Let me read a little bit more. I'm going to go back to gallery view so we can see each other. Okay. Um, CJ says, never have so many judge so many others so often based on so little evidence and a forethought. It's all an elaborate hoax. There are no perfect moms or dads and not one, not one single parent out there knows with certainty what the hell they are doing. CJ, this is, uh, this almost, it's like you're saying to people, stop this nonsense, this competitive madness. You're never going to be perfect. And basically you don't need to be, just be real and be loving and, and get the job done and use creativity. So you, you talk a little bit about Facebook and everybody sees everybody's so perfect out there. I think we're all getting tired of that. CJ, your particular audience, you mentioned Gen X, Gen X and, and millennials are not that young anymore. They're in their mid thirties. They have, they have spendable money. They are executives in companies. They're starting their own. They're entrepreneurs. They're very, very smart. They got bucks to spend. And they, I can imagine, would like the style. So CJ, when you decided to preface the message in the book with stop trying to be perfect, what were you thinking? Who were you talking to? This audience or everybody like me, like Ellie? Who were you talking to? I was talking to my daughter-in-law, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> she has three children under the age of five. And they are angels as far as I'm concerned, but they're a handful. And my son is in sales, so he's gone a lot. And so she does the, the lion's share of the work, although my son really picks up the slack. He's amazing. But Becky is also an immigration attorney full-time, which is an extremely stressful job in all by itself. And so she is constantly bombarded by all these images online of these perfect mothers. And I'm constantly telling her to stop comparing her insides to everyone else's outsides. It's not what they're showing on their outsides is not remotely true. And comparing herself to other people just makes her feel terrible and like she's not comp competitive as a parent. And she is a rock star parent. So is my son. I'm glad to know that. Uh, does Becky know that you wrote this part for her? Yes, <laughs> I think she does. I think when she when she read it, I think she was like, hmm. <laughs> Is she talking to me? Ellie, what do you think about this perfection? Were you trying when you were 23 and three kids and 80 bucks a week? Were you and you were depressed and you were in a lot of pain? Were you saying... I'm not good enough as a mom. I'm not doing enough. I should have a better house. I should be making more money. Were you fighting that? And this is, I'm assuming a few years before Facebook. So what, a lot what, of years before Facebook. No, and I, I think that way. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. language is huge. And so I have a different take on, I think we are perfect exactly as we are. And, mm -hmm. and we yep. make mistakes and we have things to learn. And when you do a should, that was one of the words I learned to get rid of because you that, that ought to be a commandment and or maybe not religion, but thou shalt not shit on thyself because <laughs> otherwise you're not in reality. 
right? You, we, I think we all agree that we don't know what we're really doing not a here clue. at all. It doesn't matter if you're parenting or not. And then we're just wanting to be happy. And how do we achieve that? And how do we take what we've been given in a way that we can be happy? And I liked what CJ said about really owning your personal power. Why are we giving it away? Why, why are we choosing to compare? And actually, I had a friend say, because her hair is turning gray, and she said, who told us that gray hair wasn't good? <laughs> and it's questioning all of that. And I'm happy that we are doing that. In, in very, very interesting. Thank you both. No, we're not quite the three of us in the millennial category. I don't, I know we're definitely not Gen X. I don't know. I don't ask ages of my guests, but uh, we're real people. We're, we're the real deal. And, and Ellie, you said something so important, so telling. You said, we don't really know what we're doing, whether we're parents now, whether we ever were or not in our own lives. It's, it's like, okay, you want to get a driver's license, they give you a manual. You want to go and become a psychologist, they give you a manual and tests and you have to learn what you need to learn. You want to be a chef, you go to school, you pass tests. You want to be a person? I, I, I missed that chapter. Where, where do they, they just tell you don't break the law, which is reasonable, depending on where you are, what laws you're not supposed to break. Maybe help to make the laws if you want to be a big shot. Um, they don't tell us how much we're supposed to do anything that there are health gurus, oh, you should eat this way and you should sleep this way and you should speak this way. And here Ellie is, is just climbing out of this box of difficulty and saying, I think I'll start a new meditative movement because this works for me. And, and I think I can create something people will like. And CJ saying, damn, let's get rid of all this abuse crap. It's enough is enough. And I'm going to talk to you like a real person and the hell with you. You don't like it. I'll make a PG version and stop this crap. And I think both of you are in the mode of let's stop the crap and start living. Am, Ellie, am I right? Yes. Yes. I'm reading your lips. <laughs> <laughs> and CJ, am I right about that? It's like, let's you are go. absolutely right. There's, I mean, the beauty of getting older red, as we all, as we know, <laughs> is that you stop judging yourself. You stop comparing yourself. You stop caring about what other people think so much. And it's so liberating. Uh, it, it absolutely is. It's, it's so funny. Um, my listeners have heard this before, but when I moved here to Durham, uh, and CJ and I apparently are just a couple of miles away, and I didn't realize that, neither did she. And Ellie, where are you based? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. A lot going on there. Yes. Um, I, I bought a paint set at Michael's a couple of weeks after it was, I got a flyer for Michael's. I'd lived here a couple of months or weeks and I got a flyer. I don't think I'd been in Michael's very often in my life when I was in New York. And it was a, an artist loft paint kit. It was like a portfolio. It was a bag with a handle and, and zippers and inside were brushes and they had an instruction book on watercolors and acrylics and chalks and coloring and and they had some sample canvases and I bought it and I stuck it in the closet and a year and a half later and this is be just before COVID a year and a half later I, I woke up one morning and I said to myself I think it's time to take the paint kit out I'm not a painter I can't draw a straight line what would I do with it take it out and I thought about it for a couple months. I didn't take it out. And then one day I took it out of the closet and I opened it up and I looked at it. That's nice. And I zipped it back up, but I left it on a bar stool in the kitchen. Kitchen's the center of the house here. You're supposed to have 50 to hundred close friends and be able to entertain at these massive cocktail parties. The kitchen is the center and you have this great big island. Mine is, is a sparkly white uh, quartz countertop I put in and the living room is next to it and the dining room. So it's a big open plan. It's supposed to have entertainment all the time. Can't do that with COVID. And one day I opened it up and I read the book and I dipped the thing in the brush and watercolors and I 
did a little drawing on a piece of paper. I wasn't ready for canvas. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And uh, put it away. And then a couple of weeks later, I took out one of the canvases and I did something. I have no idea what I did. And, and then um, COVID happened. And I now have 50 paintings. <laughs> I have no wall space. I, I binge shop at Michael's online. If I can get a 14 by 14 canvas and a bunch of 16, I graduated to 16 by 20s, which is a commitment. It's not a little thing. It's a commitment. And I bought some great big ones and I have a full, full size standing easel. And now I paint. I created modern collages. I use the inside of chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookie. Speaking of chocolate chip cookie day, the inside of the package is this wonderful foil that's unlike tinfoil and it holds up and you can cut it into shapes and glue it on collages. I use the tabs from soda cans. I use when I go to the store every week, I buy myself lilies or some kind of, I always wanted flowers. Here you get a bunch of flowers for four bucks. I have fresh flowers every week. In New York, you can't do that. And they have a, a, a cellophane package. You pull off a, a, a stand in the floral department, all the supermarkets, you know this CJ, and you put the flowers in it so they don't drip the water all over the supermarket while you're shopping. Well, those packages have are clear and they have little tiny circles of white on a green background and they have beautiful shapes of leaves in like a lime green. I cut those out and I use them and paste them on canvases and color over them and around them. And I make modern collages with the packaging of That's everything awesome. I find. And I am now an avid painter. I don't even call myself an artist. I'm a dabbler, but it just dawned on me one day that I needed to express something and I'll be damned if I know what it was. And, and I used to have a trainer before COVID. I had a young man who came to the house with, oh, he had me carrying 40 pounds in each hand, walking up and down the length of the house and doing sit-ups and push-ups and lifts and side, everything. It was, I, I'm sorry I had to stop it, but we couldn't, couldn't have him here with COVID. And I would say to him, um, Peter, I made this painting and I don't know what to do with it. I, I drew these shapes on the canvas. I don't even know what it is. And he's, I don't know where this case, 26 year old, he'd say to me, turn it 90 degrees on the easel. So I turn and he'd say, what do you see? I'd say nothing. He'd say, turn it again. Finally, on the third or fourth turn, I would see that there was something in there. There were eyes or there was a shape or there was a fish or there was a dog or there was a building. And I'd leave it there and I'd finish the painting. He used to help me see what I couldn't see. And it was the most amazing thing. And at, when we're done with the show, if you two have a couple minutes, I'll show you some of my work. I don't have enough wall space for all of all of the paintings. But some my point is that sometimes we need to get that out, right? Alone, lonely, can't go to the can't go to the have the trainer here, can't play with my band, can't go practice with my other band, can't go to a, a, a nightclub or a tavern and play at open mic. I do that a lot of places in Cary, CJ, when I'm a drummer. And all of this stuff was gone. And I needed to express something. I don't even know if it was creativity. Ellie, is this a healthy thing that I'm doing? Just I just sit for hours and I'm still two in the morning and paint. I don't know what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds so fun, fun to me to be able to express and to exactly what you're saying and to let your it, are you having fun when you're doing it? I have a blast. And it can I can start painting sometimes if I'm not tired at midnight. I'll just take out a new canvas and start something and, and I'll paint sometimes till 1.30 or two in the morning. If it's a work night, I try to be asleep by two and I just get so involved and no music, no news on the, on Alexa, on the radio anywhere. And it just, I just need to, it just comes out. People say to me, how do you know what you're doing? I say, the brushes tell me what colors to do, which I use a lot of glitter. I finish with glitter. 
I buy glitter by 20 bottles at a time at Michael's. Anyway, that's another story. But I like bright colors and sparkles. And I like, I like that up part of artwork where it talks you, it catches your attention. Like CJ, how are you going to get in front of the Gen Xers and the millennials? You're going to talk their language. You're going to be snarky. You're going to be a little rude. You're going to be a little hostile. You're going to be a, a reality check writer that makes them confront it. Damn. Yeah, she's right. I don't have to be perfect. And they're going to listen to Ellie and they're going to say, I'm perfect the way I am. So it's a winning combination. We have CJs. You don't have to be like everybody else. And we have Ellie's. We're perfect just the way we are. I've talked enough. So let's go to Ellie. We are ready for an exercise. So would you like to please tell us which one out of your beautiful, which mantra, which um, meditation I forgive? I'm going through these. I am good enough. I am loved. I I think it's the I am loved. I am loved. Let's do that. Let's do that. Joa, so um, explain it so that the listeners will know what you're talking about, please. Absolutely. It has three parts. We do the physical movement first. So we'll all guide you through that. Then we'll add the physical breath. You keep on breathing. (laughs) Anyways, but this is really to focus and a reminder that it truly is a gift, us being here. And then we add the affirmation and it's I am love. I'll be recommending that you say it out loud, even those of us that are on uh, together. It's a way we want to hear our own voice. Right, you talked about right expressing yourself through the medium of um, paint and other things. That it, your voice is so important, and to be able to hear yourself. So let's start with the movement. Your hands are out in front of you. Their, your hands are open. They can be on. If you're, I'm sitting by a desk. They can be on your lap. However you want them to be, but the hands are open. You cross one hand to the opposite shoulder. Then to the other shoulder, you know what it's like to give somebody else a hug, right? So you're giving yourself a hug, which is very important, especially with uh, the Exactly. And then you rock gently side to side. So that's an opportunity. I recommend closing your eyes, right? When we are stressed, we like to feel that rocking. It's soothing. And then you come back to center, you drop your hands back down. And I like to say, sometimes we take ourselves so seriously, we need to let go of ourselves. And yet let's try the movement again. So bring your opposite hand to your shoulder, the other hand to the other shoulder, and then you can rock whatever that means for you, side to side. Notice too how it feels. Be in your body, enjoy the movement. The only rule is if it hurts, you stop. (laughs) We need to be responsible for ourselves. Come back to center and drop your hands down. So that's it. You pick how you're gonna do the movement. Now we're gonna integrate the breath. Take a deep breath, inhaling. Exhaling, bring one, your opposite hand to the shoulder, other hand to the other shoulder, and then you rock gently side to side. Again, I invite you to close your eyes, enjoy the feeling. Come back to center, dropping your hands down. We're gonna do the breath and the movement once more, inhaling. Exhaling, opposite hand to shoulder, arm, other arm. Rocking side to side. Awesome. Come back to center. Dropping the hands down. We're going to add the affirmation. So inhaling. 
Exhaling, opposite hand to shoulder, it's I. I. Awesome. Other hand to shoulder is M. M. Perfect. As we rock side to side, it's loved. 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 Well, this is nice. We can't fall asleep because we have another... <laughs> 20 minutes left to the show, but I'm, I'm lulling off here, really. <laughs> this is great. And that's what most people say is that it's so relaxing. It, it gives is. you an opportunity, right? Were you able to think about anything else? No. no. I was thinking about how comforting it was and how coming to feel my body rocking just a little bit over left and right and that rocking was it was very soothing ellie cj how did you feel about it soothing it, it felt fantastic uh, my husband passed away seven years ago and i don't get a lot of hugs now especially because of covid none of us are getting enough hugs. no no and, and it felt so wonderful just to be touched and, and to, to be loving myself you know in such a comforting sweet way was delightful thank you ellie oh you're thank welcome you, ellie. that was ellie do us uh, do another one for us please Sure, I'll do the eye relax. And so okay. most of us hold tension in our neck and shoulders. Mm -hmm. So this one, bring your shoulders up and notice how you can feel that tension, right? Mm -hmm. And then bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. Notice the difference. Mm -hmm. So let's try it again. Shoulders come up. Notice how you can hold tension there. Bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. So hopefully what you're seeing is, oh, I can add stress, right, or tension to my body. And when I'm aware of it, I can let it go. So let's add the breath. Take a deep breath, inhaling. Exhaling, bringing your shoulders up. Bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. Perfect. Let's try it again. Another deep breath, inhaling. Exhaling, bringing those shoulders up. Feel that tension you're creating. Bring one shoulder down and then the other shoulder. So uh, I would assume we kind of know about the mind-body connection, right? Mm -hmm. That we know that, oh, we can either ha have stress in our bodies, which it happens. CJ talked a lot about past traumas, right? That gets held physically in the body. The mind also can get, um, have trauma that's kind of there. And so when you can affirm in this moment, right, that I can, I relax, your mind can relax, which it really likes to do. It doesn't like all that chaos and right. Thinking about all the things that are supposedly wrong and your body will follow. So you have options, right? Our body's been moving. We add the breath, now we add the affirmation. Again, I recommend you say it out loud. Listen to yourself as you say it, because now you're adding a lot more power. So take a deep breath, inhaling. Exhaling, bringing your shoulders up. You own your power, it's I. I. One shoulder down, it's re. Other shoulder down is lax. Wow. And you can go faster if you want, right? I had somebody say, oh, I like those <laughs> together. Relax. So try it again. Okay. Inhaling. Exhaling. Shoulders come up. You have a lot of power. It's I. I. Relax. Relax. And you can oh, do that. Cool. 
isn't it? Then you're going to relax. You know something, raising the shoulders does put tension in the body. It is stressful. It is not comfortable. And the idea that we can that we can actually do that is very interesting that we can create that stress. I never thought of, I've heard exercises where you lift up and you go down, lift up, but never the thought that you are actually going to be increasing the tension. Ellie, how did you decide how many of these to put in your book? Well, that's been a challenge because I like doing it on video, right? People like to watch. Um, and so in the book, it's a basic Um, there's only a couple of kind of releasing types of movements in my mind we really need to know that we we have power and so choosing ones that make sense to people wanting people to be able to use you know use any kind of the movements that's why I actually read there's over 140 (laughs) so to answer your question how to make it uh, they fit into those. And I want to share a quick story if it's sure. okay. Sure, please. People will say, like, you created this? And I said, yeah. And you know about yoga, the downward dog, yep. you know, where your their hands are on the ground and yep. the feet are. And so just imagine thousands of years ago, yoga wasn't really there. Some of the two guys are sitting there and some guy goes, oh, I slept bad. I got to stretch. And he puts his hands down on the ground, feet are down on the ground. And the guy other guy looks at him and says, you look like a downward dog. And so that's how the downward dog started. (laughs) And so for me, the meditative movements, I have a husband and like I was lifting my arm up, I was asleep. And so raising my arm up and he said, I thought you were awake. And I said, no. So you had asked me before kind of how they got created and they come to me. It's through my own journey of, oh, my God, I feel shame right now. How can I release that? And what is the movement? So it's been a since 2002. <laughs> and I continue to keep on getting the inspiration and really wanting everybody to be able to use the technique. Ellie, it's so simple and so basic. CJ, I want to hear from you. What did you think when you were doing the exercises, CJ? How did you feel? And and what about, was this something you would do on a daily basis just because you met Ellie today on my show? And go ahead, CJ. Absolutely, I would do them. I would love to read your book, Ellie. And I, but do you have videos that are available online? Okay, I, I would love to see your videos because it was it's very powerful and it's so bite-sized. You know, I, t- I tend toward workaholism and it's very difficult for me to break my day to do the little self-care things I need to do. And I see this as a way to take just that 15 seconds even to give myself a little bit of a break and reconnect. Exactly. Break yeah, break. most of them are two to three minutes long. That once you learn the movement, it's recommended you make sure, right? If you slept wrong, you want to really pay attention to the, that you're not hurting yourself. Then add the breath. That's simple enough. And then the affirmation. Ellie, I have a problem with this because I think once I start rocking, if I've really been stressed, (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing it. It could go on for five or 10 minutes. I couldn't stop. CJ, do you agree with that? Once you start and you're feeling, wow, this is really good. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to make that a bedtime ritual for myself. 
You know what? That's right. A funny story. I've never told us on the radio, but I have four little dolls on my bed. My mother who passed at a hundred had uh, little stuffed animals and dolls are, are on this beautiful antique chaise in her bedroom. And she had them around her house a little bit. And I inherited some from her. So I have one that looks like each of my two grand puppies. I have two grand puppies here in Durham. One is Amos and one is Jake. And I have a little white one that looks like a little angel. And he is Amos and a little red one is a little devil. And he's Jake. And then I have two little bunny stuff. They're all little. They're about this big. And I line them up on my pillow and I crocheted a blanket during a hurricane in New York many years ago. It's red and it's open. It's a crochet work, not fancy, but it's open work. It's very long. And I, I cuddled them in the blanket and make sure they're, but every night when I get to bed, I have them on the bed. I, I live alone and it's a big bed and I only use half the bed. So I put pillows on the other side, like a body pillow. I hope I'm not telling too much. And I have the four little do- little stuffed animals lined up and I say, good evening, children. I don't know if you're, I'm your mother or your grandmother, but I'm fine. And thank you for being here with me. And I talk to them and I'll say, mom's here or grandma. Sometimes I don't know what I call myself with them. And when I wake up in the morning, I thank them for being there. And it probably sounds really silly, but it's comforting to me because I've given them a little bit of personality and the two bunnies, I have no idea what their names are, but the two little bears that look like puppies, they're, they're mine. And, um, and it, it just is a nice thing to do. So I could see adding this rocking, like CJ said, rocking back and forth. Now you talked about taking back your power, Ellie, and I'm thinking raising the shoulders and bringing that stress into your body is you taking the power to say, I choose to have some stress and I choose to let it go, but I want to bring back to a line from CJ's book, CJ. And I, this is important because it's back to the theme of your book about power. CJ says, this is important. Important note to parents. You are not your child's BFF. You're not your child's best friend forever. And you shouldn't be. Listen, you're meant to be her or his protector, role model, gatekeeper, boundary teacher, motivator, sounding board, comforter, and yes, accountability holder when needed. And CJ, I wanted to segue. I know this is an awkward, awkward segue here, but I want to segue back to power. So I want to make sure we get, we have 10 minutes left of the show. Why don't you talk a little more, CJ, about why you put this in? It's a very powerful statement. And I think people need to hear this. No matter what the topic of your book is, people need to hear. You're not your kid's best friend. Stop that crap. Be the protector. Be the gro- the adult in the room. CJ, talk to me. I think just this is based on my personal opinion, but also 30 years worth of advocacy in helping children and, and advocating for children, that probably the main thing that, that leaves children vulnerable is the fact that parents aren't claiming their personal power to protect and empower their kids. Parents don't know what to do. They often feel overwhelmed. They're winging it because they're so busy doing, 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 getting the children up, getting them ready for school, fixing their breakfast, checking their homework, getting them to school. All these other things they're constantly doing that they're not thinking ahead and they're not clear about their intentions. They don't have goals in place, long-term goals in place to protect their kids. And so when parents don't know what they're doing and they're overwhelmed, they're not paying attention. And they can feel often feel apathetic about, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. Mm. And as a result, children are left to fend for themselves in a lot of cases. I love my parents to death, but they left us to fend for ourselves. They didn't teach me about sex. They didn't teach me how to say no. If I had known that one word, no, most of the stuff that happened, it would never have happened. And that's true of a lot of people. They don't know how to say no to other people, to bad situations, to life, to volunteer requests. And so they don't claim their power. They just let it lie there on the floor 
and don't pick it up. And as a result, they live these unhappy lives that are that, that also again leave them vulnerable. CJ, we all want to be liked. We want yes. to be loved. We yes. want to be accepted. We want to be included on the invitation list, right? Absolutely. Even if the other person is a bully, even if there's somebody we would never choose to spend time with, we're all seeking that include me. We all want to be included. It's not about the HR inclusivity and all that wonderful stuff in the, in the workplace, uh, di diversity and inclusion. This is just being included in life. Nobody wants to drive up and see a party next door and know that all the neighbors were invited except you. You hit on such an important point because again, in my opinion, the number one reason um, kids are abused is because we were raised to make nice. This is especially true for girls. Weren't we raised to make nice, to make everyone around us feel comfortable, to not embarrass ourselves or anybody else? Yep. Well, we, we suck it up and we suck it in to the point that we let ourselves be walked all over and it becomes a habit. It becomes the way we approach the world. And if you don't claim your power, other people will, will manipulate that. That's true. I know when I lose my temper, if I yell at certain people, people who will accept that, they just wait until it blows over because they know it will. They know I won't stay mad, but they know if I really reach my boiling point, I have to say something and I will. As long as it's a protected environment, I will say it and I will sometimes yell and I will say things that are not too nice about myself. You know, I didn't deserve this. And why do you, why are you here when I'm no good? And it just has to come out. It just has to come out. Right, Ellie. And then you let it go and you let it go and you let it go. And um, I, I think we're all dealing with that. You know, our, our quote unquote social comfort zone has been taken away with COVID. We can't yeah. just go hang out. We ladies on my block here have a coffee in somebody's house once a month. We're now meeting in a park and sitting six feet apart near. We have pocket parks all over the community here. And we can't do, I, I haven't been able to practice with my band in five months. Our concerts were canceled. We had one in April 3rd. It, March 16th, everything was shut down. Our clubhouse is closed. There's no, there are no plans to open it. So the 12-piece band I'm in where I'm the chick drummer and the MC, we haven't seen each other in five months my little and what we're doing here interestingly enough in this community uh it is 55 plus people who are musicians and i run an open mic night at the clubhouse twice a month and people come and they send us the music in advance and we have a, i'm the house drummer and we have a house bass player and a keyboard and a guitar and musicians come and singers come and we play we can do cover 24 songs in two hours we have a blast we get an audience 10 people come 40 people come they sing they dance they clap they drink we just show up and have a good time there's there's no tickets there's no charge but people here are doing driveway cocktail parties which are questionable how close they're sitting and how much they're drinking. But the point is that the musicians are playing, we're playing in our driveways. So I've done two, my Latin band, Red Hot Mango has performed twice in my garage and we had 60 people. I told us on last week's show, so nobody go, 60 people lined up up and down the block. They came by bike, they came by car, they walked, they rode, they came on golf carts. There was a traffic jam in front of my house. They were up and down the street listening. One very, very elderly man was so busy dancing to Oyo Como Va, because it's a Latin band, Red's Hot Mango. He fell down and somebody ran over and picked him up. <laughs> dancing he's wiggling back and forth this really old guy and it was a blast so we're trying to do our best but my point was that 
sometimes right now, I think social media is all we've got. That's why, Ellie, people are being snarky on social media. You should see some of the crap going on on Twitter. I stay on the business side of Twitter because I tweet about my business shows. But once in a while, I'll see a trending comment and I'll click it. Oh, my God, I can't wait to get out of there. The comments, the the abusive, the nasty, the misogynistic, the chauvinistic, it's it's anti-women, anti-race, it's anti-everything and everybody. And, it, and I don't even want to know. But all we have right now is social media because we can't really interact. So that feeling of being included, for a lot of people, you got to get out of your comfort zone and find a new place to be included, like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or TikTok or Instagram and Pinterest. And that's where our new social playground is. And Ellie, you want to say something, please? I do. And I think we'd all agree we need to be able to approve of ourselves first. Yes. And what is that? I mean, I read, I think <laughs> I applaud you because it, you really are who you are, right? I, and <laughs> that, that is so cool to be able to be who you are. And then I hear the creativity that you just did, right? Things aren't going the way that all of us want. Yeah. And it is about that. And it is about saying no, like what CJ said. And I think the biggest thing that this opportunity has is to really look at ourselves and who are we and what can we do and watching how we think the outside world is dictating things that it's inside of us. And to, to start owning that and then to create the change that we work capable of and it's exciting it is exciting i'm we're gonna do closing i was gonna say closing arguments uh we're gonna do closing <laughs> statements about uh future i mentioned there's 150 days left till the end of the year so get your booze or whatever 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 your pleasure is for new year's eve damn it get something because we can't wait for 2020 to be even regardless of how it is on on december 31st it's a year that's over and we all live by calendars and we mark it. So CJ, why don't you give me just a quick uh, 30 second wrap up of what your message is. Let's, let's talk about creativity. What's your message for people finding a way to express yourself creatively, which you do so beautifully with your snarky, snarky comments. And I love them. So CJ, talk, talk to people about how snarky we should allow ourselves to be. And then Ellie, you'll give us yours. CJ, Everyone has creativity inside them somewhere. I used to believe that if I wasn't a musician or a singer or an artist, and if I wasn't painting or creating something tangible, that I wasn't creative. And that's simply not true. Everyone has a creative burn inside of them somewhere, whether it's through art or, or, or writing or whatever, but it could be crochet. It could be the way you interact with your family. There are creative ways to think and do that people are drawing on right now during this time of solitary confinement due to the pandemic. <laughs> And people are becoming incredibly creative. And I just think it's beautiful. And you are a prime example of that, Red, with your painting. I'm so inspired by that. <laughs> Thank you. You're very Thank sweet. I'll show you some after. Thank you. Ellie, wrap up 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, with creativity, I think it's really people understanding and paying attention to themselves, their bodies, and having a sense of the wonder, the mystery that's here. And watch how just nature unfolds. and be with it. I, I think that 
Um, Thank you. We've been, we've been, the COVID pandemic has given us a chance to hit the pause button on all of our running around and our activities. And it's a good time to think about creative. I want you to all say shout out to lovely lanky Laura Legs. Come on, everybody say it. Hey, lovely lanky lovely Laura, Laura Legs. Laura Legs. Hello. <laughs> tell me how much you love both of you. Thank you to Josh, our engineer at Voice America, the Variety Channel. Thank you, Josh. You always do such a nice job getting us on the air and keeping us there. I'm AKA Radio Red. Yes, I am. Ellie Peterson, Ellie from the Delhi. Thank you. I'm glad you're not there anymore. And I loved your workbook. And CJ Scarlett, the badass grandma. You just keep on being badass lady and you keep telling it like it is. Damn it. Everybody wave goodbye. Be safe, be smart, be savvy. And if you're in a place where you're too close to people, wear your damn mask. It's all, it's all about just protect yourself and protect everybody else. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>